So the title again, this is The Best is Yet to Come. We had a great time. I don't know when it was, a long time ago. <laughs> the Best is Yet to Come. And then that was part one. And wonderful. Um, God was very good to us. And part two tonight, Keys to Ending Better Off in Life. Amen? Lord, thanks for your presence tonight. We know that we're the better for it. There isn't a, there is, isn't a case where somebody comes into your presence worshiping you that they come away in a worse way. They always come away better. When we spend time and hear from heaven, it's always, always, always better. And I thank you for our friends here at Heart of the Bay Christian Center. I thank you for the families, the moms, the dads, the kids, the grandparents, the husbands, the wives, the friends. And Lord, I thank you that tonight the Word of God will... Uh, encourage, it will uh, sharpen our lives, uh, sharpen our resolve to stand for God's best in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Can somebody shout? It's too quiet in here. <laughs> yeah. The joy of the Lord is our strength in His... The, the kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, and solemnity. In the Holy, no, that's not what it says. It says righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Is that right? Let's just do a very little bit of review, and we won't keep you here all night. But I believe you'll be blessed tonight. Uh, we we talked last time, uh, touched on the fact that God is a God of progress, growth, increase, improvement, where things are to get better, stronger, amen, not worse and worse. And, uh, you know, there's several scriptures. There's just a handful of scriptures that we're going to cover in review before we get into tonight's segment. But I was touched by, uh, by uh, Psalms 1 in the Amplified Bible. That's not up there, but you can follow me in Psalms chapter 1. Friends, there should be a difference between the person that follows God and honors God and serves God and is born again and is walking in the plan of God versus a person that is not walking with God. A person that has lined up their life to do their level best to let God just work in them and fulfill His will and His plan, which we learned last time, the plan of God is always good. Now, I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you, saith the Lord. Remember? Yes. Jeremiah, was it Jeremiah 29? And, 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 and it said, it's, thought, it's plans for good. Okay? It's not for plans for bad. But see, just to jog your thinking a little bit, let me just show you something because the world sings songs like only the good die young. That's wrong. <laughs> That's not true. Listen to this. Psalm 1 in the Amplified, verse 1. Blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is the man who walks, right? And lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice and their plans and their purposes. See, God's got plans for you, right? Nor stands submissive in the inactive and in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. But his delight, verse 2, is and desire are in the law of the Lord and on his law, the precepts and instructions and teachings of God, he habitually meditates. He ponders them, studies by day and by night. And he shall, now there should be a difference between a, a man or woman, boy, boy or girl that does this and somebody that doesn't. Is that right? That's right. 
He shall be like a tree firmly planted, tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth fruit in its season. His leaf also shall not fade nor wither. And everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. That's, that's pretty positive right there. Then it goes on to say, now here you have the wicked, but not so with the wicked, verse 4. Those disobedient and living without God. Trying to do life without God. Without God's precepts. You follow me? Not so with the wicked, those disobedient and living without God. This is not so. But they are like the chaff, worthless, dead, without substance, which the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked and those disobedient and living without God... Huh? shall not stand justified in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous, those who are upright and in right standing with God. For the Lord knows and is fully acquainted with the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly, those living outside of God's will. Got it? What's going to happen to those that are living outside of God's will? They shall perish and, and catch this. They'll end. They'll end in what? They'll end on Fat and Sassy Street. And all, while all the Christians are starving, they'll be the ones that, ha, that are holding all the cards. No, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that those uh, that, that, are, that are living outside of God's will and without God, they're going to perish and they're going to end in ruin. And come to what? Come to not. So this is another way of saying... Do I have a pocket funny? Okay, this is another way of saying God's plan for you is good. If in fact, some, if someone is living outside of the will of God and their end is going to be badly, doesn't that also tell you that when you're walking in the plan and in the will of God, then it's going to be well with you? I mean, that's an understood that's like looking at it from the other side. Is that right? Yes. So let's look at this again. Uh, let's look at just a few scriptures. Jeremiah 29, 11 in the God's Word translation. And they'll be putting it up for you. For the sake of time, I'll just read it for you and you'll, you'll catch it there. I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. They are plans for peace and not disaster. Plans to give you a future filled with hope. We've got to have a sense. The human soul has to have a sense that things are going to be okay. There's this horrible dread that comes upon the human soul when something big hits and you, and you get this thought. The thought just occurs to you and enters into your cognitive mind and you're saying, uh-oh, Something's going wrong. Something is going to go terribly wrong and everything is going to unravel. Everything's going to be horrible. It's going to go badly. You, you, all hope is lost. Something in the human soul, it, it, it just doesn't function well. It's hard to get up in the morning. Oh, we're going to fail today. Oh, goody, let me get up. Oh, great, we're going down the tubes. Oh, I'm so excited to get up today. You know, God is no fool. He's given you exceeding great and precious promises by, by, that by those you might inherit things both in, as personal character and things all that pertains to life and godliness so that it will be well with you. Amen. 
And so this is one of the hope that one of the hopes that we have is that we don't need to be afraid of the disasters that are looming all around us. We have to be, you've got to believe that you're going to walk through the fire and not be burned. You've got to believe that though the flood comes, it shall not overpower you and exercise faith and not fear. That's why the godly woman is not afraid when evil time comes. She laughs. It says in Joe, is it uh, Proverbs? Thank you. The Proverbs 31. She laughs when the hard times come because she said she friends, we should laugh. When hard, why? Because we're set. We've got a covenant with God. Amen. And we've got, he's got a plan and a future for you. And even if everybody else is unemployed, you won't be the one that's unemployed. Amen. I just recently saw Google, um, excuse me, it was, a, it, was a, it was a featured article on the five worst uh, courses of study for professions to, for today. The most, the worst that will, that will spell absolute disaster if you study this. Number one, the number one like college course to follow. And this is what the world says. All right, liberal arts. I was a music major, <laughs> so so I I, I kind of thought I says, oh that's great. So according to Yahoo, I'm a failure. <laughs> Like, this is real stupid. Like, I, I, he says, instead of that, why don't you do something? Why don't you learn how to sell shoes? I said, you know what? I wasn't, you weren't born to sell Amen. shoes. Amen. Second worst course to follow is philosophy or religious studies. Now, <laughs> now I'm going to tell you something. I followed that. Several of us follow. I followed that one. And now I have one son that's also just whole hog, just hungry for just studying the word, just filling up. And I'm saying, let's say, I'm just thinking, I'd like to see how this plays out. I mean, the foolishness of this world. God's got plans for you. You can't listen to Yahoo, what Yahoo says, Yahoo articles. You can't Google your future like that. You've got to be following after the plan that God has for you. It's a, good, it's a good plan. What kind of a plan is it, Pastor Tom? Ezekiel chapter 36, 10 through 12 in God's Word translation. It's a plan. It's something that will increase you and make you better off than you were before. I will increase the number of people who live on you and the people of Israel. All of them I will, will live on you. The cities will be inhabited. The ruins will be rebuilt. I will increase the number of people and animals that live on you. And they will grow and become many. And I will let people live on you as in the past. And I will make you better off than before. Then you will know that I am the Lord. How do you know if it's God? How do you know if God has touched somebody's life? Okay, so if God comes into somebody's life, how do you know that it was for real? Well, is it because their life got worse off or because it got better? Somebody help me out. Help, help the Puerto Rican out. Because, hey, come on. Because it got better. In fact, that's a sign that God was at work. And I will make you better off than ever before. And then you will know that I am the Lord. Now, I want you to take that. and I want, You need to eat that. 
Because everybody around us is trying to pull us down and pull you down and tell you that it's not going to be well with you. But thus saith the Lord, it shall be well for the man and woman of God that puts their trust in me, that seeks me, that dwells in my word, dwells in my presence and lives righteously. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I mean, that puts confidence in me. I mean, you, uh, Yahoo is too late. They're too late with that report. They're too late for my son, too. They're too late. Too late. See, in God, the latter end is always, not sometimes or for most people or just for the apostle. No, the latter end is always better than the former. Psalms 84, 5 through 7, we're preaching now. It says, it talks about blessed, happy, fortunate, and to be envied is them. And this is a whole teaching. I believe, Pastor Nancy, you did a teaching on this years ago. It just stuck with me. It's marvelous. Maybe you could revisit that. It's a marvelous message. But and there's a whole lot in this, but I'm just going to get to the part that I want to bring out. Blessed, happy, fortunate, and to be envied is the man whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. You could take the coat off my back. You could threaten me by taking everything I have. But you can't take the road, the high road to Zion that's in my heart. I got the word and I've got his presence. I like what Pastor Mark said years and years ago. He says, you could take my, you can take everything. You take the shirt off my back. You could take everything I own. You could take it away from me. He says, but don't worry, I'll be back. Because I got faith in my heart in God. Hallelujah. And God has established me in this so much, uh, in so many words. Hallelujah. I'll be back. You need to say that. We're like the term, we're like the Terminator. I'll be back. Hallelujah. I'll be back, baby. I'll be back. Well, they took the house away from me. Don't worry about it. I'll be back. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, you can't, you can't rob. You really can't, can't rob successfully from a godly man. Oh, man, I'm, I can get into meddling now, but I'm not because God is good. We haven't even, that's still the introduction. Haven't even got into tonight's thing. That was last time's message. Second Corinthians. So, so look at this. Blessed, happy, fortunate to be envy the man whose strength is in you and whose heart are the highways to Zion. Passing through the valley of weeping or vaca, they make it a place of springs. They make it a place of springs, you see. The early rain also fills the pools with blessings. And I'll let someone else whose expertise is to, to go through that verse. That's a marvelous verse, how you could take... Uh, what's happening in your life and God has a way of turning it around and puts pools of refreshing and supply for you right through weeping may last for a night but joy comes in the morning we're not saying you ain't going to feel any pain we're not saying that there won't be any suffering but joy comes in the morning keep walking honey keep walking they go from, from they go from weakness to weakness more weakness Ever decreasing in horrible defeat. Each of them. No, that's not how, is that, that's not how the scripture, I thought I'd have more participation. The scripture clearly states that they go from strength to strength. Increasing, not decreasing, increasing in victorious power. Each of them appears before God in Zion. Look at 2 Corinthians 3.18. There's a little phrase in there. But all of us, as with unveiled face, we're making a case that in God, God's way is always increase, always progress. 
unveiled face because we continue to behold in the word of God as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are constantly being transfigured into his very own image in ever increasing splendor and from one degree of misery to another no it's not not what it says it says one degree of what glory one degree of glory to the next and we're not, we're not, that's not just that you're going one degree to that, but it's a higher degree of glory. It's always higher. Can I get an amen from the church tonight? For this comes from the Lord who is the spirit. Hallelujah. Now look at Psalms 115. You who reverently fear the Lord. Remember, we started with Psalm 1 talking about the man that he doesn't listen to the counsel of, he doesn't listen to Yahoo and listen to the counsel of godly. He doesn't stand in the way of sinners. Huh? He doesn't sit in the seat of the scornful. Wow, the government, and oh man, I'm telling you right now, the health care and Medicare and all the social security, everybody, they're a bunch of clowns is what's going on. They're ripping me off, my, my little check thing. And I, friends, friends, the seat of the scornful. You don't, this person, this, this person doesn't participate in that. Amen? But his delight, well, what am I going to do if I'm... His delight is in the law of the Lord. Amen? Well, look at this. Where were we? Someone, those who reverently fear the Lord, trust in and lean on the Lord. He is their help and their shield. The Lord... I love this verse 12. The Lord, in the Amplified, has been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron, the priesthood. Verse 13. He will bless those who reverently and worshipfully fear the Lord, both small and great. Does it make a difference if you worship God versus if you don't? Yes, it does. Why? Because verse 14 is going to happen. May the Lord give you what? Increase. How much? More and more and you and and your children, hallelujah! Well, that was the that was the other message from the other time. It was it was really a great time we had in the Lord. I really enjoyed that. Let's get into tonight. We're going to share several keys, as many keys as we can get through. Keys, right, to ending better off in life. We talked about last time. You know how how I remember as a kid, I knew of fathers that didn't have a college education and they had several jobs. In the morning they would deliver papers. In the in the afternoon they would bust tables. In the nighttime they would deliver the nighttime table and then they'd moonlight and clean janitorial just to put their kids through college so that the kids could have a better life. Hello. Yes. That's what they would do. They sacrificed for their kids so their kids could have a better life. So anyway, how we get off on all that? Let's just read this. Jude, these are the first five keys. If you're going to be taking notes, the first, here they come. I just read it out. I'll just read the scripture, and then we'll note the five, the, the first five things. It, it, this is Jude chapter one, verse nineteen through twenty-one in the Amplified. It is these who are agitators, setting up distinctions and causing divisions, merely sensual creatures, carnal, worldly-minded. People devoid of the Holy Spirit and destitute of any higher spiritual life. But you build yourself up, founded on your most holy faith, make progress. I think we all want, we all like it when we make progress. 
There's something in us that, I mean, if you're stagnant and nothing changed, you can live like that for a little while. But it ain't too long before your human soul starts to get a little antsy, if not despondent. You cannot live the same. You've got to make progress. Praying in the Holy Spirit, make progress. Instruction from the Spirit of God, right? Rise like an edifice. Lower and lower down into the... No, higher and higher. Praying in the Holy Spirit. All right? So, let's talk about the first one. Number one, avoid division, faction, agitation, agitators, strife. You want to end well in life? Do you really want to end well in life? These are not necessarily in the order of importance, but this is how it just came to me, so I'll just let, let, let you have it. Avoid people that are contentious and they're just out to divide and criticize. Hello. I won't say who they are, but there are certain folks that get on the radio and they're very famous and they, they criticize. They've built their ministries, whether it's Christian or secular or political, they have built their careers on just cutting down other ministers or cutting down politicians and talking down. You can't hang with that. You cannot expose yourself to division. I mean, it's, it's prevalent in churches. Not this one, thank God. But people that bring division and, and strife. You know, it's even, you know what I'm talking about. It happens in your families. If you let it, the spirit of strife will happen in your families. That's not a good day when you're not on speaking terms with your husband or your wife or your kids or your brother or your sister. You have that knot in your stomach. That's not healthy. That's not a good day, is it? So avoid that. Number two, you've got to make progress by praying. So how do, I, how do I end? What's a key for me to end up better in life so that, so that I will end up better off in my life? You've got to pray in the Holy Ghost. If you don't have or don't know or haven't heard about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, please find out about it. Come up after service. We'll be happy to let you know about it. We'll pray with you. We'll give you materials. But you see, complaining before God and just spouting off off the top of your head will not help you. You've got to pray in the Holy Ghost, divinely inspired prayer. Now, does it really make a difference, the person that prays versus the person that doesn't pray? Now we're talking that little distinction, right? Like, we have this idea that in order to really, really be well off, you have to win the lottery and, you know, and, and some, someday your ship comes in and then you're, you're a tri-millionaire and, and everything's happy, hunky-dory, right? That's what... Come on, friends. That's not how it works. You'll be in so much strife, you won't stand yourself. You won't be able to be able to stand to be with yourself. And you'll lose it all anyway. Proven fact. A lot of people, they're broke. A number of years after they win a big windfall, they're broke. Why? Because they're not living in God. They're not following the plan of God. And the spirit of strife comes in and division and wrecks their life. But here's another one. Praying in the Holy Ghost. You cannot make progress without a prayer life. So that's number two key. For end, if you want to end up better off, I can't. I, I, I wish I had time. I tell you how many times I got in prayer 
when I really needed some direction or I needed something was really attacking my marriage or my kids or my health or our ministry or something. And I got before God and I began praying in the Holy Ghost. Not wishful thinking, but Holy Ghost inspired prayers. And it broke the power of that thing and peace came and deliverance came. The anointing was present. You got to know how to do that. Amen. We'll help you. We'll help you. In this church, we'll help you how to pray like that. Number three, these are fairly obvious, but a lot of us aren't doing it. How about this? You got you to gotta keep yourself in the love of God, your love walk. You know, building up yourself higher, higher, praying in the Holy Spirit, guard yourselves and keep yourselves in the love of God. Friend, a step out of the love walk is a step you cannot afford. It'll cost your health. I mean, if you want to end up at the end of your life healthy, wealthy, and wise. Come on, you can say it. Healthy, wealthy, and wise. You have got to walk in love. You can't hold grudges. You could forgive people. You, you, sometimes you have to set a boundary, but that's nothing. You can still be nice to people. You don't have to hold. To, learn how to do this. Learn the skill of living successfully with difficult people. You, <laughs> you see, you can state what it is that you need. It's your responsibility to do that, husbands and wives, sons and daughters. Explain what it is that you need and what you expect. Talk it over. Number four, expect mercy. Look at this. Uh, Guard and keep yourselves in the love of God. Expect patiently and wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. This scripture is loaded for you to end your life beautifully and wonderfully and better than always getting better. Well, why? What do you mean expect mercy? You... And I are not perfect. We may intend to, we want to be perfect in our heart, but sometimes we make mistakes. Hello, am I the only person? Come on, Charles. Help me out a little bit here. But you see, you could look for the mercy of God to cover all the areas where you couldn't cover it yourself. This is not all up to us. We're looking for the mercy of God. And when you're looking for the mercy of God, you do the best you can to follow after the Lord. Amen, somebody. But you know, there comes, there are, there are places in life where uh, something is a little over your head and, and, and you made a a, a wrong decision here and there and God loves you anyway. Amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. Could be a business decision. It could be a, a relational decision. God loves you anyway, just the same. Amen. But here's the thought: looking for the mercy of God. When you look for the mercy of God, He'll always see to it that it works out. Yes, Amen? Amen. Works out. Well, I bought the wrong car. It's a lemon. Oh my goodness! Look for the mercy of God. He'll work it out for you. Amen. Does that does that help anybody tonight? We all need the mercy of God. Amen. Amen. So here's, here's key number five. Live selflessly. Let's review these. Number one was avoid division and strife. Number two was, is, is make progress by praying in the Holy Ghost. You've got to pray. You've got to have a prayer life if you're going to end well. I mean, if, you want, if you're talking to me and you want to end well and you have no prayer life, it's not going to work. You've got to be in touch with heaven. Amen. Amen. 
The other thing is the love walk. Keep yourself in the love of God. Guide and govern your life by the love of God. The, 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 the other one was expect mercy. Wait for mercy. When you've done all that you know to do. Oh yeah, faith man and faith woman. You've done all that you know how to do. Then you just keep standing there. You just go, anytime Jesus. Anytime. Mercy. You just cry out for mercy and the Lord will help you. Hallelujah. Okay, let's look, look about living selflessly. The example comes from Job chapter 42, verses 11 through 15. And I want you to know that Job's, I, we all know that Job had a, was, was probably the wealthiest man in his day. He was like the Bill Gates. He, he was the wealthiest man. Then it seemed like in a little period of time, uh, all of his assets were completely wiped out, including many of his family members, a lot of his kids and what have you. And, but it, I think the space of time was only three months. You know, but you, we all know that the, at the end of the story, that God increased him. Everybody say increased. Increased. And he had double than what he had before. So, so, so if you're in the middle of the story, you, you can't stop at the middle. You always have to hang on to the hope that it ain't the end of the story yet. Hallelujah. I'm still breathing. You're still breathing. It's not the end of the plan yet. God's, got, God's working on something. And that was the way you could just keep uh, uh, going to sleep and rising every day and have confidence that everything is going to be all right. Hallelujah. But here was a thought, and that was, I want you to notice that in verse 10 and 11, this is in the Message Bible, after Job had interceded for his friends... After God restored his fortune and then doubled it. Now, now I want you to catch something. God doesn't make mistakes when he reveals things. It was after Job prayed and interceded for his friends that the breakthrough came. This brings to us a marvelous model how that some of your most some of your greatest deliverance will come not while you're trying to help yourself but while you're trying to help somebody else you loose the anointing of god to move it happened in job's life it says in verse 12 through 15 and god blessed job's later life even more than his earlier life hallelujah he ended up and he shows everything that he had. He was, he was ridiculous, ridiculous rich, ridiculous healthy. He went to his grave at a ripe old age. He had a good life. Hallelujah. Look at Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 and 5, just to underscore this a little bit. Do nothing from factional motives through contentiousness, strife, selfishness, or for unworthy ends. Did I say where we're at? Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 through 5 in the Amplified. Do nothing through strife, selfishness, and for unworthy ends, or prompted by conceit and empty arrogance. Instead, in a true spirit of of humility, lowliness of mind. Let each regard the others as better than and superior to himself, thinking more highly of one another than you do of yourselves. Let each of you esteem and look upon and be concerned, not merely for his own interests, but also in the interests of others. Now, just in case somebody want to 
take that in the wrong direction. That doesn't mean be a busybody. What that means is part of our mission on earth is to help bear one another's burdens. Is that right? So just like Job thought about his friends and prayed for them, God blessed him in that. So it is, I believe the model is true, again, reflected here in Philippians, where, where, where the Philippians are being encouraged. Don't just always be consumed with yourself. We need to be delivered of ourselves, dear. God, help us. Ah. But be concerned for others. And I like this, I like this in another, uh, I, li- I like this, uh, this, <laughs> I like this in the Message Bible. If you've gotten anything at all out of following Christ, if, if His love has made any difference in your life, if being in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart even, uh, if you care, then do me a favor, agree with each other, love each other, and be deep-spirited friends. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet-talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside for once here, I'm adding that, and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourself long enough to lend a helping hand. Forget yourself. Does that make sense? You know, I'll tell you right now, you live your life selflessly, Thinking of other people and being kind to other people, that'll help you end up well at the end of your life. Amen. amen. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. I don't know. I guess this is key number six. And this is live uncompromisingly righteous as you seek the kingdom of God. All right. Uh, look at what it says in Proverbs 8, 4.18. It says, But the path of the uncompromisingly just and righteous is like the dawn, light of dawn, that shines more and more and brighter and clearer. That sounds like increase, doesn't it? And it reaches its full strength and glory in the perfect day to be prepared. You see, that's, that's how we're supposed to be. But see, it says that the righteous, the uncompromising, don't cheat on your taxes. Don't cheat your kids out of their allowance just because they can't count. <laughs> I thought I'd get a bigger amen. Come on, kids. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thought we get a little support. How much was our, when, see, when our kids were young, it was like, was it, was it a, a dollar or two? Sterling was quick to change that up. He goes, man, I need five or ten dollars. This is not going to. I mean, even at four years of age, he, he cha-ching, I'm going to give me five to ten dollars here. I mean, what's, what's a little kid going to do with little two dollar deals, you know? Give me five or ten here. Oh, Sterling, Sterling. He was, anyway. So here we go. The Amplified Bible. Oh, oh, is it, oh, oh I like this. Proverbs 4.18. The ways of Proverbs 4.18, the message. The ways of right living people glow with light. Listen. The longer they live, the more worn out they are and the more broke they get. Is that what it says? No, no. It says, it says the longer they live. The brighter they shine. But the road of wrongdoing gets what? 
darker and darker, and travelers can't see a thing, but they do what? They fall flat on their face. Is this connecting with anybody here tonight? I need a how, an amen corner. Look at this. Thank you. Look at this. Matthew 6, verses 34 through 24 through 34, of course. And, and the thought here is that provision, catch this now, provision comes more through right living or it comes through righteous living. Not career moves, cute little schemes. There's people trying to, I mean, I tried myself. You know, I joined, I don't know how many pyramid street, street, uh, schemes and I lost every dollar on all of them. I mean, I'm just trying to help myself out. I just, oh, there's the, 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 John, the daily fellow, the, you know, I forget what, all these dumb schemes, just trying to, I just, I just need, we need more money, honey. I need some money, honey. So I, you know, I joined up with a bunch of schemes. Yes, I got burned on every single one of them, whether it was soap or if it was, if it, it I, I got burned on every, vitamins, whatever. But I'll tell you one thing that has continued to put food on my table and clothes on my back. Uh Righteous, listen, righteous living. Being in the plan of God. That's where your provision is. Every time I tried to increase my income by just something that wasn't really in my heart, but everybody's doing it. I jumped in here. Let me invest $300. Lost that think I'd get a clue, you know. The next one, $1,000. Lost that. You'd think I'd get a clue. Lord, help me. I'll stop while I'm behind right there. But look at this. It says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one, Matthew, hate the one and love the other, or he will stand by and be devoted to one and despise and be against the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, deceitful riches, money, possessions, or whatever is trusted in. You do not make a move simply because it presumably purports to give you more money. You do not make a career decision based solely on money. If I had made a career move solely Dependent upon money, I wouldn't be here tonight. I may not be alive. And some of you might not be alive either. But he goes on to say in verse 25, Therefore I tell you, stop being perpetually uneasy, anxious and worried about your life. What you shall eat, what you shall drink, or what you sh- about your body, what you shall put on. It's not, is not life greater in quality than food and the body far above and more excellent than clothing? We've got to save time. So we get down to the answer. Actually, in, in, in verse 31, Therefore, don't worry. Don't be anxious saying, What are we going to have to eat? Or what are we going to have to drink? Or what are we going to have to wear? For the Gentiles, the heathen, wish for and crave, diligently seek all these things. But your heavenly Father, or and your heavenly Father knows well that you need them. He knows you need a new car. He knows you need new tires. He knows you need a tune-up. He knows you need a washing machine. He knows you need shoes. He knows you need tuition money. He knows you need rent money. (laughs) He knows you need a raise. God knows. He knows. 
But instead it says, seek and aim and strive after first of all his kingdom, his righteousness. Now here it is. His way of doing and being right. And then all these things taken together will be given to you besides. Uh, King James Version said they'll be added unto you. So I'd like to look at it this way. Prosperity in this regard is a byproduct. Do you know what a byproduct is? I mean, people are going for this, but the byproduct of it, your focus wasn't the prosperity. You're going after the kingdom of God, God's way of being righteous and being right and being right, treating people right and walking in love and praying. Hello. And avoiding division and not being where following the plan of God to the best of your ability and worshiping him and being a worshiper of God. And a byproduct of that is that you turn around and like, wow, where did I get all this prosperity? Where did I get all this money? How, how did all this happen? Because you followed after him. Hallelujah. So we've got to keep first things first. Key number seven Priorities, you got to get them right, friends. You got to put first things first. Seek God's kingdom, God's way of being and doing right, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. You got to do it. That's you want your life to end up good. That's what we have. We all have to do that. Amen. Amen. And then, of course, first means first. I remember praying. I time to get into that. But first means you got to put His word first, His presence first, His purpose first. And of course, your time, you've got to give, you're all giving God your time. Why did you come to church tonight? You, because you want to honor God. It's like you're going to hear something from God tonight that's important. You, every time you come to church, you're getting a spiritual deposit. You're getting at, so to speak, at the feet of Jesus. We all are. And we're receiving, we're drinking of the life. Oh, I needed this. Oh, I needed this really bad more than I needed burritos oh I feel the presence I feel the peace I needed that more than salsa oh more than guacamole I needed this more than taquitos I'm getting hungry now more than pozole Tony Tony makes a mean pozole man you men you better get to the prayer meeting when he says hey pozole is on on that Saturday prayer meeting you better get there anyway we're almost closing. Are you all getting anything out of this tonight? So keep first things first, friends. And uh, here we're, we're getting ready to close. Um, you want to see good days. We all want to see good days. We want to have this feeling, this overall sense that tomorrow will always be better than today. That there will always be progress, right? We, we want that, right? God wants that for us. Well, one of the keys I love, Pastor Mark, Phenomenal job. Both services were amazing last week. But it was, it was about hushing up and speaking up. It was just absolutely a masterpiece. If I could... Pastor, if you're hearing me, you should put that on as a, a, some kind of a series. Like everybody got to put that in their ear about what to do with their mouth. I'm telling you, it was so masterfully delivered. Put a guard before my mouth. Mm. I, I was in both services. I liked the first service. The teaching anointing was just yeah. stupid. But anyway, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10, 11, we are closing. 
Let him who wants to enjoy life and see good days. That's me. Who wants to? Me, teacher, me. I want to see good days. Now watch this. Good whether apparent or not. In other words, you, you could actually be having a good day as long as you're in the plan of God, like Joseph was in the dungeon. He was actually having a good day. They call him prosperous. He's a prisoner. And he's, quote, prosperous. And the, the jail keeper gave him all the responsibilities, put him in charge of everything. He had privileges that nobody else had. And, he, and, and God called him prosperous. And he's wearing jail clothes. Hello. But that was still in the process. Remember, God is working it out. You've got to trust that it's a good day. To, that's why you always have to say it's a good day. I love what Dad says. He, Dad Lasik always says, how you doing, Dad? Oh, never better. Never better. Never better. Never better. Ah, never better, Tiger. I tell you, never better. Says, I love that. I have adopted that saying. How you doing? Never better. Never better. Never better. And I, yeah, you're, I'm a winner. Hallelujah. We should make that part of your confession every day. Hallelujah. Let him who wants to enjoy life and see good days, whether apparent or not, keep his tongue from evil and his lips from guile, treachery and deceit. Let him turn away from wickedness, shun it, and let him do right. That sounds like... Uh, walk and seek after God's righteousness, doesn't it? Let him search for peace, harmony undisturbed from fear. There's that same theme again. Right relationships, like not strife and not stress and, 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 and division with people, but, but it says, and conflicts, but it's supposed to, that we're supposed to seek peace and harmony. Hello, somebody. And it says, don't merely just desire this, peaceful relations with God and with your fellow man and with yourself. But we're supposed to pursue and go after them. Amen, somebody? Can you see how this little script right here has the same theme as several of them that we saw over there? Can you see that? Or is it just me? The same principles. The same principles in the kingdom of God. If you want to see, especially this way, if you want to see good days. Amen? Watch your mouth. Let it be governed by faith-filled words. And let it... Don't... don't don't talk yourself down or other people down. Never, 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 never. Amen. you got to listen to Pastor's message on Sunday. Phenomenal. I need to reference it. What was the date last Sunday? The 17th. Sunday, February 17th, 2013. The 9 a.m. service. They were both good, but I liked the 9 a.m. It was phenomenal. Listen to it. You can grab it on the podcast. I, and then here, here we go. This, this thing about saying Isaiah 65, 16. I know you'll like this. So it shall be. That he who invokes a blessing on himself in the land shall do so by saying. Think about that. If you're going to invoke a blessing, oh, so many people, that Mardi Gras just happened. Our kid was over there in an outreach, you know, at the college, uh, witnessing to people on the streets in Mardi Gras and what have you. And the, the, I was told there's voodoo shops and stuff, you know, a bunch of voodoo. Oh, you better watch out. They're going to put a spell on you. They're going to invoke some evil spirit. Hey! Christians shouldn't be talking like that. We don't have to be afraid of some dumb spirit, some low-level devil. But on the other hand, look at this. If you're going to be blessed, you've got to hear that tape, the message from Pastor Mark. You, will, you can invoke blessing by what you're saying. You'll invoke a blessing on your own life by, in the land, and you shall do so by saying. Friends, in closing, wow, I've been closing for a long time. Well, we were talking about having a happy life. Let's go like nine lives. Here we go. Key number nine, forget the past. 
That's real easy. We'll just close on that. Forget the past. You know, you can't, if you're going to be making progress, you've got to let go of what happened 30 years ago. You've got to let go of what happened 10 years ago. You've got to let go of that stuff. Because we're running with a vision, friends. We got places to go, people to see. We got prosperity to prosper. We got, woo, we are, we are happening people. You got to stop talking about when you stubbed your toe 30 years ago. That's, that's a dead issue, friends. Let's run with the vision. God's trying to bless you. Stop limiting God by rehearsing the past. My first message was, you got to let that stuff go. I wish I had time. It says, you know, it, right here it says, you got to let go of what happened back there. Guys, you got to let that go. I'm doing a new thing. Stand up. Let me pray for it with you. Lord, I praise you and I thank you for what you're doing in, in our friends' lives, in our church, in our nation. We believe, I believe, I fir- firmly believe, Father, that greater days are ahead of us. Hallelujah. Praise God for everyone that will seek after God and honor God. You will satisfy them with the finest of wheat. The best honey out of the rock, you'll satisfy them. You'll give them the fat of the land. The best places, Lord, because you want your people to be blessed, to be a blessing. You've established that, Lord. We thank you. We pray over the families, Father. We, we commit them to you in the name of Jesus. We commit our mouth to you. May our mouth be sanctified in Jesus' name to speak faith-filled words instead of stupid words about bills and the economy and the government and that. May we speak life instead of what we see. Stop speaking what we see all the time and speak faith. Speak what we believe all in Jesus' name, I pray. And I thank you, Lord, that we're all, gonna, we're all having a great life in Jesus' name. May, we, may our friends follow after the plan of God and not turn coward or turn to the side, but go straight on knowing that God is good and that, the, that, that our end will be better, stronger than our beginning in Jesus' name. We praise you and thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.